It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we're going to end up doing a crossover Wednesday probably on Thursday. Again, this is just how schedules are at times. So can't coordinate. You have to kind of move it along a little bit. That's what we do. Uh, NickAshu.com. I'm at NickAshu on Twitter. Okay, so one thing that's really evident very early on with the Redskins, now that we have a regular season game under our belt at this point, and we can look and we can kind of move forward and anticipate how this offense is going to be run. One, the Redskins are getting more opportunities now to score with Alex Smith at quarterback, right? Mentioned a little bit yesterday where when you look at the way this team moves the ball, 75 yards, 80 yards, 70 yards downfield, scoring drives, touchdown drives, they're finishing their drives. This is what Alex Smith is going to bring to the table to them. This is what he's going to have. Is He's going to be somebody that's not going to turn the ball over a lot. He's not going to make necessarily big game-altering plays on a regular basis, but he's going to make smart plays. He's going to control their offense and put them in a position where they can stay in games going down to the wire, where they can stay close in these games, where you're not going to look at that and say, well, that was a wasted drive. There were far too many opportunities, especially in that first half for the Redskins, where those drives would have ended with a field goal with Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's the truth. Alex Smith has been very, very good at extending drives, at extending plays. I mean, he had eight rushes in that game, too. So he's also a little more mobile than a lot of people have given him credit for. I mean, we've certainly talked about that a little bit, but this is something that he is, okay? But here's the biggest thing. We know now, and it was anticipated, Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson 100% are the go-to guys for Alex Smith. Like, can we agree on that now at this point? I think it's safe to say. If you look at the way that game went, who were the constant go-to comfort blankets for Alex Smith in that game? It's not even a question. It's Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson was targeted seven times out of the backfield, six catches for 63 yards in that. Jordan Reed, five targets. Both of those guys had a touchdown, four catches, 48 yards for Jordan Reed. I mean, this is very obvious. Here's what we're not going to see. A lot of Josh Doxson probably this year. And Paul Richardson had a decent amount. Paul Richardson got some looks in this game. But don't be surprised if it's mostly Thompson, it's mostly Jordan Reed, and maybe some Vernon Davis a little bit more as the season goes on. Those are the types of players that Alex Smith has wanted to go to in the past. And it'll be going back and watching the game a little bit more again and taking a look at the way things progressed and the way things trended, I, you can see that's where Alex Smith is comfortable. Now, I will say this. There's good and bad things to that, right? Like, the good side is, is that you have two very talented players in Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed that you can count on and that you should count on and that any quarterback would count on if you're looking for someone to make a big play for you. The bad side is every other team's going to know that too. And if they start game planning, there is an opportunity. Now it's hard because these two are very hard to game plan for. There's an opportunity for teams to then try to find ways to zero in on Reed, zero in on Thompson, and force Alex Smith to make plays with other guys. And they don't really have anybody else that I can count on right now in that offense consistently. Paul Richardson showed some flashes, but really, 22 yards receiving. He was targeted six times. It's not like he had a monster game. Josh Doxson was only looked at three times. You're going to have to, if you want this offense to be successful, 
and you're the Redskins, you're going to have to find ways to involve some of these other guys on offense more. You're just going to have to. It's the only way that this is really going to work as the season progresses. Because remember, Jim Zorn started off 6-2 and two as a Redskins head coach. But as teams start to see the trend, as they start to see who Alex Smith is comfortable with, and it's very obvious who they are now, they're going to start game planning for those guys and finding ways to force him to go other directions. You know, we haven't given enough credit to, to the Redskins' defensive line. And I look, I mentioned it Sunday after the game, but we've been so excited with guys like Adrian Peterson and Alex Smith, and rightfully so. I mean, look, they looked very good overall in that game Sunday. But let's keep in mind, this Redskins' defensive line, what they were able to do with David Johnson, who was an all-pro in 2016, they were able to, the other day, hold him to 37 yards on nine carries. That is an exceptional number. That is an incredible effort by this defense, which, by the way, was last, remember, against the run last year. They were atrocious against the run. 134 yards a game allowed on the ground. Deron Payne is absolutely that reason. He's one of the main reasons why. Now, I know we wanted Vita Vea. There were a lot of people that wanted to see him become the Redskins' new defensive tackle. Deron Payne's doing just fine. He is a big reason why they held David Johnson to those numbers and why they'll continue to hold running backs to lower numbers throughout this entire season because they stuffed that line. I mean, Deron Payne wrecked blocking in the middle of the line. He gave Johnson no running room whatsoever. Look, he's not the only reason. It helps when you have other talent around people that are big bodies that suck in blockers, right? Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis. And by the way, all homegrown guys. Like This is how you build an organization. And I've said this. You layer the talent, right? You want to layer that talent if you're the Redskins. you got starters, then you've got development players as your backups, and players that may see something down the road as a solid backup as maybe your third string, whatever the position is. The Redskins are able to do that now with a defensive line, a base 3-4 defensive line of Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Matt Ioannidis out there is beautiful. It's a strong line, and it's a young line. And by the way, it's also a cheap line. There's a reason why a lot of these teams spend so much in terms of effort of stockpiling draft picks, good teams, because then they don't have to pay a ton of money to one people, one player, right? Like, that's the reason why the Raiders decided to get rid of Khalil Mack. I mean, it's one of the reasons. It's also John Gruden wanting to show you that he's going to throw down his iron fist and come back in there and say, I'm in charge now. You guys better be ready. I'm captain now. But that being said, at the same time, you've got to keep in mind that he also now has... You've got to be able to go and use those draft picks. Like, if you're going to go through the draft and build through the draft, you've got to have a front office, a scouting department. You have to have player personnel minds that are able to identify that talent and make it work. But with what the Redskins have, they are in a position now where this is a team that can grow, where this is a team that can grow without having to spend a ton of money on top of that. Right? Like, we didn't see a lot of Preston Smith. Preston Smith, in the past, has been just torturous to Sam Bradford. It was a weak Cardinals offensive line that he was against on Sunday, and I sort of forgot he was even in that game. I mean, the Cardinals only ran 51 plays. I get that. It's not like there were a ton of opportunities. So remember, if it's a small sample size, we're not going to get too crazy here. But like Preston Smith is a guy that I tabbed as having a career year because he's in a contract year. But there weren't a ton of opportunities for him and not a lot of situations where he should... He, like, he should have been in a better position than what he was. I understand that... The Cardinals weren't out on the field a lot offensively. But Preston Smith should not have been invisible there. But he was all, he's also still an example of another young player that's come up through this organization 
that you've at least tried to layer and tried to grow and tried to develop into somebody that's going to be a consistent starter. And we've seen the flashes, but we haven't seen it consistently enough. They've, you're not going to nail it every single time, but this defensive line for the Redskins, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, if they stay healthy, which we have to use as the caveat for everything on this team, they will. They will be a top 10 team against the run this year. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me, who's going to win every single week? And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game, right? But if you think you do know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years. They got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash, win big today. I'd recommend them because they're good. That's why I'm telling you to go and check them out. That's why I'm urging you to play with my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, by the way, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. This is new. Just more ways to help get you involved in this, right? To help feed that urge. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to get to this earlier in the week uh, on the podcast, but it is important, I think, that we do. Des Bryant is so desperate to make sure everybody knows that he's still relevant that he tried to troll the Cowboys on Twitter over the weekend when they lost 16-8 to the Panthers. By the way, didn't that make the weekend even better? Watching the Cowboys almost get shut out while the Redskins are dominating dominating Arizona. It felt good. I don't know what the rest of the season is going to bring in terms of back and forth. Dallas doesn't look very good. If we could feel that way every week, that would be great. I can't guarantee you it'll be the same way every single week. But that being said, it was still nice to at least embrace that. So Brandon George, who's the beat writer for the uh, the Dallas Morning News, tweeted out the Cowboys offensive coordinator, Sean Lenahan, declined to comment as he exited the locker room, and that was it. That was like the only tweet. Des Bryant put the, the crying laughing emoji on top of it when he retweeted that. Dave Ross tweeted out, the Cowboys still had Des Bryant and Dan Bailey. They win today, no doubt about it. Des Bryant retweets it with the quote, real fact. Look, man, like this makes you look pathetic when you do this. This, is, this would be like you going and commenting on your ex-girlfriend's pictures on Facebook or Instagram and sitting there saying nothing but garbage about what she looks like, right? Like, everybody's complimenting her. She's on the beach, and you're like, used to look better, or something along those lines. Like, what are you doing? You've got to move on if you're Des Bryant. This is so childish. This is so petty. 
But this is what you look. There's a reason why this guy is still not available or still available for any team to pick up, and nobody wants him because nobody wants him because the headache outweighs the talent. And I've always said that if the headache outweighs the talent, no one wants you. If the talent outweighs the headache, teams are going to take a chance on you, right? There was a point when the Cowboys thought Greg Hardy still had something to bring to the table, right? Even after the, oh, just awful charges against him, right? Go back and look at that. What happened? Well, the Cowboys signed him. He was terrible, so they cut him, and he never played in the NFL again. Look, Des Bryant could still bring value to a team at 29 years old with the physical nature of him, his physical stature. Maybe go out there and target him a couple times a game. He's going to be somebody that can get you some... He can give you some targets in the red zone. He can give you a weapon in the red zone. The problem is, is he still thinks he's a star. And when you still think you're a star but you're not a star and your body won't let you play like a star, it ends up being a problem, especially when you're a diva receiver. There is a very good chance that Des Bryant just doesn't play again. It's unbelievable to me that this guy's all over Twitter. Quote, it's kind of cool calling out all of the signals and knowing which route and players are going to run. That's not that big of a deal, but it was just this long list of just tweets from him. Please come back. Somebody tweeted him and said, please come back. Please have Kim call Jerry first thing Monday. Nah, I'm okay. I'd rather go somewhere I can show my skills for real. If I'm next in line to Gronk, Hogan, Edelman, I'm for sure getting a one-on-one matchup. Plus, I won't be getting criticized, controlled for expressing my love for the game. Washington is cool as well. Washington doesn't want you, dude. And neither do the Patriots. Redskins definitely don't want them. And please, Redskins, don't even consider it. I know they never really were considering it, but don't change your mind and then decide to consider it at some point. I don't know why. Like He just wants to go to Redskins because he sees an opening at receiver because, yeah, there's no standout receiver for the Redskins right now at the actual receiver position. I mean, Jordan Reed is practically that guy and Chris Thompson as well. But Des Bryant sees that and says, well, I can go to Washington where the Cowboys have a rival and then I can play for them and try to go play the Cowboys twice a year. It ain't happening, man. We don't want you. And neither do the Patriots. They don't want the headache. This is why I continue to say time and time again, Diva receivers are just not worth it. It's amazing to me, though. It's amazing to me how Des Bryant has fallen off of a cliff in terms of production. I mean, he was—he had 16 touchdowns, what, three years ago? In one, one season. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's crazy to me to think that he's fallen this far off of a cliff. Even though people say, you're begging teams to be signed. You could, Trust me, brother, I'm not begging anyone. Well, no one's signing you, and you look pathetic sitting here going and trolling your old team. Move on. It looks childish. This is why no one wants to sign Des Bryant. By the way, like, by the way, if I'm a receiver, I don't even want to play for Dallas right now. Like, why would you want to be there? He should be happy he's out. Dak Prescott looked terrible, man. He got sacked six times in that game was just 19 of 29, 170 yards passing. Their offense looked anemic. Look, I, I, Carolina's a good team. Carolina's a good defensive team. But uh, look, this, this is why I got, like, everybody got so excited over Dak Prescott as rookie year. And he had a great rookie year. But Ezekiel Elliott was the reason why that team was so successful. When the Cowboys have been a successful team, as much as it makes me want to vomit when I say those words, it's because they run the ball. Like DeMarco Murray leading the league in rushing gave Tony Romo his best season of his career. Because there wasn't as much pressure on him for that. The Cowboys don't have a team that's built around passing first. It should be built around the run game. They've got the running back. They don't have the receivers. Cole Beasley was their leading receiver. Sorry, that's not going to get it done, man. Alan Hearns, no. It's not going to happen. 
they don't have anything in terms of receivers there. Yet they still decided they didn't want Des Bryant anymore. That's how bad he is. But like I said, he could still do something for some team somewhere. He's just a pain in the ass. But look, Cowboys are not impressive at all. Really, this division, it's Eagles and then maybe Redskins after that. And even then, it's not. When Carson Wentz comes back for Philadelphia, we'll know a little bit more of how good that team really is. Whether that was just everything clicked for them last year or they can continue to trend off of what they were doing last year winning the Super Bowl if you're Philadelphia. But look, if you're the Redskins right now, this division is open for the taking. And we know we don't have back-to-back winners in the NFC East. It just doesn't happen. So this is a prime opportunity for the Redskins to gain some momentum very early in this season. And when you watch the way Dallas plays, it's not like the Giants have looked great, although they did play a really tough defense. So it's not like that was you know a layup for them by any stretch. But they look, it is... There, there is nothing to, and don't get me wrong, I came into the season saying this was a tough division, right? I thought the Giants would be better. I thought the Eagles are still going to be, they're still the super defending Super Bowl champions, so you give them credit for that. Dallas was the team I saw as regressing, and right now, losing 16-8 to the Panthers, looking atrocious on offense, is a very good sign that this team may be regressing right now. But they can certainly pick it up. They find a rhythm. Ezekiel Elliott starts to find his groove again like he did his rookie year, but... Look, man, Des Bryant laughing at him may be childish, but I love the entertainment, right? Like, it's not like I don't want to see... It's not like I don't want to see somebody trolling the Cowboys, even though he tries to play it off that he's not. But just, no, man, you're trolling them. We get that. You're not going to D.C. They don't want you, and neither do the Patriots. Stop sitting there and trying to campaign for that. It's not going to happen. It's... It is good. Like I said, entertainment purposes, I'm all for it. But if you're looking at it from a unbiased perspective it's a bad look if you're Des Bryant and they are not a good looking team right now in Dallas all right we're going to hear from one of the stars of Sunday's win over Arizona Quentin Dunbar next locked on Redskins podcast you are locked on Redskins your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are locked on Redskins. Uh, D'Angelo Hall was tweeting, you know, just so happy to see that number represented so well. I mean, what does that mean to you, knowing, you know, to keep that tradition alive and making such an impression uh, to a guy like him? It's an honor. I mean, that's who helped me a lot through this process of to uh, repay him back. I, I asked him to wear his numbers so I could rep him, you know, to live, long live his legacy. Did you, I mean, you worked so hard in the offseason. Is this the kind of, you know, performance that you expected right off the bat game one. What did you expect for yourself and what do you think you showed out there? I just uh, expected to go out there and just do what I've been doing um, through OTAs and training camp, trusting the process, trusting my keys, trusting what I've seen on film and trusting my technique. So. Quinn, what does it do for your confidence when you go out there and you have you know, a bunch of solo tackles, an interception, a couple of passes defended to, to, to start the season, your first season as a starter? Uh... It don't really mean too much to me because I'm already a high confident guy. Um, I could have went out there and you know, and have done half of that and still been a high confident guy because that's the type of guy I am. I know I believe in the work that I put in and things I do during the week to prepare myself for those games. So 
It wouldn't matter. Guys across from Josh, I'm going to turn it on a lot. Just how do you kind of embrace that challenge and you get the sense that they were throwing it? I love that challenge, man. That means I could pile, I could pile up the stat sheet. You keep continue to keep throwing my way, and I'm gonna continue to pile up the the stat sheet. That's what. We talk a lot individually, but I mean the whole defense put together such a great performance. Um, you know, what have you seen from your teammates, kind of in practice, in the you know, in the OTAs, like you said, training camp, that you knew that they were gonna put out a performance like this? Uh, just unity, man. Everybody, um. Had a couple of questions about our defense, about the secondary, or how young we is, how young we is up front. But we have a lot of talent, and we and, and with those guys' mentality, they 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 want to prove everybody wrong. From Payne, Allen, myself, Fabe. So I feel like, as long as we just stick together and you know trust the process, that everything's going to be all right. Oh, that was all DJ. You know, he the swag of the group. So we just, I mean, he also the leader of the group. So it ain't, it ain't a bad thing to follow his command because he lead with his play. So it ain't too hard to follow. I want to ask you a question about Adrian Peterson. You know, he was a football three weeks ago, and, and now he's like fourth in the league in rushing. That's just one game, but how surprising is it, or is it surprising at all, that he was able to come in and make that kind of an impact? It ain't surprising at all. I probably was the, the hypest guy. When we signed this guy, man, just growing up and watching him, and even watching him last year when he, you know, he didn't really play that much in the Saints. And when he went to Arizona, he had, he flashed a lot. So anybody who really knows football and watch football knows that this guy still have a, a lot in the tank. So when we got him, I knew we had a stiff, and I'm glad that he's on our team and not on nobody else's team. What does it do for the defense? He is eating away the time on the clock, yards, and just allowing you guys. Very refreshing, man. When you could just sit on the sideline and rest your legs, rest your body while the offense is just ticking away, ticking away. When we out there, we energize, and we energize to get three and outs to get those guys back the ball, knowing what they're capable of doing. Remember, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, NickAshew.com as well. We're leading you up to the Colts. Home opener on Sunday, uh, less, of course, like this whole hurricane thing drags out. I mean, there's just apparently a ton of bad weather coming, so we'll see how that works out. But until tomorrow, it's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.